Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! All right, so the Westside Personalized Podcast is headed to the Social Studies IMC, uh, where I'm getting a chance to visit today with my good friend, Amy Stutes. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And Amy's uh, been a longtime friend here at the school. Our kids go to, to Rockbrook together, mm-hmm. so I've had a chance to kind of uh, get to know her and her family, you know, in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you helped out with one of my games, even, last year. If you remember, you did a little cameo. Oh, yes. That was a lot of fun to do that. Eastside High. Yeah. And so we're going to get a chance today to hear a little bit about personal learning in her classes and so I guess to start things off I mean, will you uh, let people know a little bit about kind of your background in education the courses mm-hmm. you teach uh, and then specifically the the class that you started to personalize for here yeah so yeah I have been teaching for 15 years and six of them were at Papillion La Vista High School and then the other nine here at Westside High School and pretty much I teach currently ninth grade and 12th grade so ninth graders are... But there's no difference between those two at all. Right? I know, right? Exactly. It's <laughs> well, like... That's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> dynamic, I'm I, sure. Oh, totally. It's and it's kind of nice to actually have the extremes. Because like the freshmen come in and they're Wide-eyed full and... of energy, yep. right? A little exhausting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're super full of energy, excited, getting used to high school. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my seniors. We're here. We're at the end of the semester and they're getting ready to check out and... Um, so I have immaturity and like being way more mature. Right, it's just kind of right. the, the behaviors of that. But yeah, so government is the senior class that I have. And then the freshmen are global geography. And then global intolerance was just a class about all the awful things that happen in the world and mm. genocides and human injustices. So, yeah. Uh, and so which, for what we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. where did this kind of begin, I guess, which course, and kind of give the whole backstory a little bit about why you chose that particular class and unit to start to personalize some, some practices right. there. And I think you already had some stuff in place. It's not right. to say this yes. was like brand new. Right, no. So for geography, we kind of had a, several years ago revamped the curriculum. It used to be where kids were in our large group where they're taking lecture notes. And then after that, there was just a lesson for each day that dealt with that large group. Yeah. So just if you're listening and you're not familiar with our structure, we have a modular scheduling where uh, you meet in small group with a, a typical class size, maybe about 20, you know, 25 students, perhaps. Uh, how many times for you guys? Three times a week? Yeah. Three times a week in small group, once in large group. But for social studies, oh, we keep our small. So oh, I okay. teach eight class periods a day. Same amount of students, but divided over more periods, so then it keeps them smaller. Okay. So mine are like, a big class for me is 20. Dang, here. I know, right? I know. When, nice. when I was at Papillion, it was like 30, yeah, you know? So that's it's, what I had it's, my previous district, yeah, too. Yeah, which is, it's a big difference. So, so the large group, back to kind of yeah. your point, too, is that yeah, it meets once a week, and that's everyone that is taking that course across all these sections. You might have how many students in large group, just roughly? This semester, there's 150 students. Okay. So that, that is a once-a-week meeting of 150 students. With kind of like teachers. a college lecture yeah. style if yeah. you went to a big university. Yep. And then you have your small groups that follow that up. And so then kind of back to your story then about... Yeah. So yeah. So for what we had done in small group previously was... Um, so let's say we were looking at East Asia. And then so in small group, one day we do a little thing maybe about population, um, another about 
resources and goods. So we would focus on that unit and we decided that we can still do large groups and kids get the content of that particular region. Okay. But we wanted to change it where they could focus and get a little bit more in-depth about topics, but also incorporate real-world skills. So what we changed it to were four units. The first one we do is just an introduction Mm -hmm. of basics of geography. And then the next one we get into is our culture fair project. Right. And mm-hmm. so kids get to choose whatever country they'd want, do a little personalized learning in that sense of yeah. they always they've always then had this choice of what is it that they want to learn about and do and, and take interest in that. And so then in our school cafeteria we have that huge culture fair. It's open to yeah. the school. It takes about half a day, right? And you have, or is it the it's full just day? we no, we just do it one class period. Wow, it feels okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, we've, it's, it's taking enough, time. It we like used to it, do it two class level. periods, okay. and then we found it's getting to be a bit too long, so then we made it into one class period. Kids have little passports, right, mm-hmm. where they walk around, and they have to go visit other countries. And So anyway. It's a really cool culmination right, exactly. of what you guys have been doing, right, right to like so get you, to that place. Yeah, you get to learn about a country, and then you also have the skills of people coming up to you like you're at a booth right and mm-hmm. asking questions and vice versa those students have to go on to those passports and ask questions to others mm-hmm. so it's just getting the, those skills and then we have a, a peace conference redo over Syria uh, well it's really a conflict at that time and right now the biggest the conflict, conflict that we see is the Syrian conflict so we've been doing that for about five years and they represent a country at a UN peace conference so they learn geography with their country and their country's stance on these things. Yeah. But then but then there's the real world skill of yeah. here, we're at this yeah. peace conference. And maybe I have to be Russia in this peace conference or or, or I choose to be mm-hmm. Iran or Syria or, or whatever country it may be. And I might have to argue the opposite point of view. So again, we try and do real world, like skills based, but sure. then tie in geography. It almost makes for like, you might call it an authentic learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. When you're actually have to stand up and speak on behalf of a country, whether that be in a political setting or as a, someone delivering an informational text. So right. that's cool that you guys give them that opportunity. That's right. neat. Yeah. We do another one we end with. So right now we're ending with the eco tour, which is awesome. I really like that one. The kids really enjoy that one because it's... Basically, they kind of get to plan a vacation to anywhere in the world where they'd like to go, right? Okay. So they're learning, they're learning the real world skills of planning, yeah, right? And like, geez, we just go on vacations with my parents, and it's just there, it's done, <laughs> right? Call like, the agent, there's and action, then the next thing I right? know, I'm in France, <laughs> and then I'm there, like... right? So it's nice there. They realize, like, oh my gosh, so they get a budget. They have to work within that budget. They have to plan out and have an itinerary. Sometimes we make this fun for the kids, and sometimes we make the kids kind of sell it to us, Mm -hmm. and then we'll say, if this is a really awesome trip, this is something, I'm going to give you extra credit for it, Mm -hmm. and like I really want to go on this. So then that gives them like motivation to do a really nice job on it. But so, then, they, yeah, they find out the, how difficult it is. Give me some of the nuances of that then, I guess. So what are the things that, because yeah, instantly comes to mind, right? You have to plan your place to stay. You have to plan, you know, the transportation to get you there and to and from. But how, how detailed, like how deep does this go, right? Like what else right. do they need to do to? Yeah, so for the kids, we tell them that they have to do three man-made 
and three, nature made. So in geography, we call those physical locations and cultural locations. And so what they have to do is they have to find them. They have to give a description of it. They have to find out the price of it. You know, where in relation to your, where your hotel or where you're staying at are these places. And what's these man-made really, and nature-made. Nature-made, yeah. yeah. Okay. So because cool. it's like an eco-tour would be... Uh, an ecological tour, right? You mm-hmm. want something where it's nature-based, there's very low impact. But when you're like in France, you want to visit the Eiffel Tower, yeah. right? Or the Louvre. You want to go to some of these famous man-made structures. Sure. So that's why we incorporate both. But you also, it's kind of fun to go to Versailles and uh, see the gardens there. Right. Which would be a na- nature... Man-made ish That's I'm a, a... Yeah. I'm with you on <laughs> because, that. But... Okay. <laughs> Geography terms. Lay along the scent. Maybe no, that's it. But... <laughs> uh, well, uh, so to kind of nerd out personalized learning, you know, for a minute with all this too, is that yes, I love the idea of implementing choice because that's what leads to engagement, right? And ownership of these different projects. Mm-hmm. And it, it should certainly help them, I would think, right? Would you say this? Like, kind of just to get super invested. Right. Um, it, whether that's in the earlier examples you gave about picking your different country or uh, in this particular one with the eco tour. Yeah. Has that kind of been your experience that that, that choice really... Right. And it makes it, I think, more fun for the students. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are more engaged and enjoy it more. Yeah. The struggle we had was the Olympic bid. And so that's where I had Kristen come in and kind of help with yes. So okay, and so before we even set that up, then the the last point I would make about both of these examples you brought up, actually all three, Eco Tour, Peace Conference, Peace Conference, all these, Culture Fair, Mm -hmm. personalized learning is about creating learning experiences that ask you to develop a skill set that leads to academic advocacy, right? That I'm able to take ownership of a project and kind of run with it. Mm -hmm. And it's hard in any of those scenarios not to have to really be invested i would think right. beyond just in the comprehension of the knowledge you know, like right. uh, of the information you're being asked to, mm-hmm. to engage with but then also kind of just autonomy is what i mean to say and uh, agency and i feel like i'm hearing that in both of these just because you're asking them with these skills to really have to apply what mm-hmm. they what they know mm-hmm. in within a context like an olympic bid right and that yeah so that one it sounds cool and it is. But that one was, I feel like, the biggest struggle for the kids. And they're freshmen. And we did it at the beginning of the semester with the Olympic bid. We used to do it at the very beginning. Okay. That was the first like unit that we did. And then we found that it was actually a really big struggle for the kids it was I, I don't know if the transition from eighth grade to ninth grade of like mm-hmm. maybe the it's more rigorous or it's you know kids just adapting to high school and yeah and figuring things out so well, kind of scaffolding to the expectation that you're going to ask them to like have to again go beyond just knowledge and comprehension and develop something is a big commitment for right a lot oh totally yeah totally so what we decided to do after we didn't find much I guess as quality of work, we have moved the Olympic bid into unit three. So unit, the first one would be culture fair. The next one we did the peace conference. And then we decided Olympic bid. Mm -hmm. It's longer, it's more into the semester. So students feel maybe a little bit more comfortable in high school, Mm -hmm. know the expectations, because it seems to be the more difficult out of the four main units. Why do you think that is? 
there's a there's a lot of components to hosting the Olympics. What? Oh no! I listen to a, I listen to a podcast. I'm yeah. in part inspired to even try to be a part of this because not only because the educational podcast I listen to, but I listen to Bill Simmons' podcasts. Like mm-hmm. the, the second one comes up, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he interviewed uh, the committee in LA. Um, nice. And so if you've not heard I'll, that, you got to go check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'll have to do uh, that. Where they talked about the entire process and why LA is a good location for that mm-hmm. and the things that they're building are going to end up being sustainable. And it was just really, right. the nuance was fascinating to me. It's probably one of my favorite. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great content that comes through there, but that was one that stood out to me as uh, I'd never considered, you know, all the planning and everything that went into this. And mm-hmm. so when I heard about you guys doing this Olympic bid, uh, it made sense in a way that I was like, oh, wow, this, this would be a really fantastic learning experience for right. students to have to, to have to see that same breath that I experienced by listening to that podcast. Right. I'm going to have to steal that from you, that yeah, podcast. Yeah, maybe that's something you could roll that out, right? Maybe right? you could roll that out to yeah. them ahead of time. And so kids are like, oh, I don't even know. Like, right. put, a, put some things on their radar. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was well, really neat. Yeah, I mean, it, so what, what I did before creating this unit is I went through the document to understand what it is that you actually have to do to get the bid. How was that? And it was, it's like over a hundred pages long. I'm reading (laughs) this thing, trying to figure it all out. And then I'm like, okay, what are the main things that I really want kids to take away from Mm -hmm. this? If, if I'm doing not this like how many quarter potties you need right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's so, not... important yes yeah, but, right. yeah no, no. that's not really gonna be part of this I'm... right sorry yeah so yeah we just so went through the document figured out the main things that are most important and created the the project for mm-hmm. it so uh, it's difficult though I mean the kids have a hard time because it's a lot of planning mm-hmm. and research um, you have to... We, yeah, so like where does it go? Kind of give me steps one, two, you know, and just a general overview of that. The learner's experience as they go through that process. Yeah. So. so what we do is we have kids in groups of three and they divide up responsibilities. So we have a map and there's a city map. And then the city map, you kind of have to show where things are laid out, environmentally protected areas in there. Where are some landmarks and, and, and famous things I, I would see while I'm there? Is this a city that they've selected? Or mm-hmm. the, okay. Yeah, they get to, to choose. Sure yep. Okay. So they get to choose. Now, we do this amongst all the geography sections, so everyone has to choose a different city. And then so we have a Google Doc that's shared amongst the teachers that we project on the board so that so when we somebody can... speaks for a city that it's not... Right, like a... it's gone. So there's yeah. 150 cities if, uh, if it's in line with your large group numbers, right? Right. Ish. Well, no, because this is not an individual. It's a group project. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. So, so I guess it's it'd be less. about 50 cities. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids have to divide up responsibilities. So you have the city map. Then you have like a, someone who does the venue map. So they look at what are already existing buildings that we have for not only the sports, but for visitor accommodations, media village, athletes village. And then do we need to construct any new buildings? Right. Right? So that's one map. And then there's another map of the torch map. Where is the torch going to run through? So it, it actually, the maps we have differentiated. The torch map is a little bit easier to do than mm-hmm. the layout of venue. So depending oh, sure. on your kid and their ability level, you know, you can kind of make modifications or guide them of, hey, I think you'd be really good at doing this one, you know. Yeah. So, And then from there, there's different parts of the bid process where we have them divide things up. So if you're doing the venue, 
that you should probably do the price too because they know how much they're going to need in, in construction. And it's just going to be relative. They look up previous Olympic yeah. Games and research Wow, that. so they have to kind of go through. Okay. I mean, it's a lot. And it's that, a lot. That research mm-hmm. would certainly be different depending upon which city you selected too, I'd imagine then. Because uh-huh. like with LA, one of the things, that, if I'm recalling this correctly from the podcast, yeah. they talked about how there you have Staples Center where the Lakers mm-hmm. play. And you already have the LA Coliseum. And you have they have a soccer stadium that they just built. And they were talking about how there was there was so many... Right. facilities already in place yes. that the cost of building was low so the bid you know what well, didn't have to be quite as where you hear all the time with the olympics well they had to build three stadiums right you know to to be exactly. able to facilitate that yeah that's really interesting yeah i mean i think la is a great city to host the olympics they already have so many of the things there transportation mm-hmm. uh sochi okay they hosted the winter olympics and they spent 41 billion dollars wow. on on hosting the games. And so that's another thing that we look at is what is the cost of these games? What's the long-term effect? And then at the end of the Olympic bid unit, we show some abandoned Olympic venues and, yeah. and how cities go into debt. And, and so is this something sustainable as they do it now? Or is there something that would be a better solution? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I don't know. But we talk about the great things and the things that are you know, <laughs> right. struggles. So what a fantastic process yeah. then too is to learn to like you know I pick my town and then all of a sudden oh I have to determine which role and then once I get into this particular role then the learning experience about that I guess back to the point we had there if I pick LA is different from Sochi mm-hmm. right uh, so I have to research different things so that mm-hmm. would certainly like further personalize or individualize the path that, that I'm going about learning right. the same content, the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get to a place at the end of that, yeah, where they present, I'm assuming, this yes. information. So what we do then is in small group, they have two things. They have the bid, which is the proposal that is typed out on the common Google Doc. And that's what Kristen helped out with okay. is creating a digital. Because it used to be we had a hard copy. They did it on their computer, printed it out, and handed a hard copy. Mm-hmm. Now we've gone digital with that. And Kristen created the template for that. So they have that part, the bid. And then the next part that they have is the pitch, selling it. Mm-hmm. Why should we select your city out of all the other cities? So each small group teacher chooses one as their winner right. and then we air those proposals in large group oh, and really then cool. from there olympic committee is who would select the the winner for that gosh i bet uh, so what won this year this year we had australia win it was sydney okay mm-hmm. so, awesome what, yeah. what made that one kind of stand out then i guess in the midst of it was both things their their proposal was really good what they had come up with they had lots of really good ideas. It, it helps that it had previously hosted the Olympics. So sure. building things. Research, to, comp that, mm-hmm. yeah. Like. And then their pitch, the video that they made an iMovie, selling it, and it was great. It it was persuasive, but funny. You know, okay. kids kids like that enjoyment out of large group. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and so they did a really nice job with their iMovie. That so you kind of have this tech piece then, too, when it comes to that, or at least a potential for it. Right. Yeah. And they can choose how they want to do their pitch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. So you can hear a lot of layers in there, right? And I think across our five elements, and that just sounds like a really fun learning experience. And I know that you guys are always doing really great stuff up here. So if you had kind of, I don't know, maybe one 
let's say someone's listening in mm-hmm. and they kind of hear all these things that you're doing. They teach, let's say they teach a geography, but for them, maybe it's typically, again, that knowledge, comprehension, identification thing. Um, what would kind of be like through your lens of how you, when you approach all of these, and I feel like I have heard it through these examples, but like, what's the first thing you sort of look at and you say, okay, we're going to do this next thing. This is really important. Is it that skills piece? Mm-hmm. Like, is that kind of a, a part of what makes your approach to this course different from what I honestly, and I love my, all my teachers, so I'm not saying anything, bad, but right. I, my geography experience was, was like coloring a map. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's important to know where things are located in the world. So I maps and learning, yes, all of that, right? I and think I know, is I important. I still know where so many of those are. Right. right? After but you want that... hours breaking crayons with my right. two strong grip <laughs> uh, or some colored pencils. But yeah. yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, so you want that you want that interest, you know, that mm-hmm. that passion for learning about something. And and granted, not all the geography students are like that, you know. Right. But you have more students that are interested in these locations because they're able to choose i feel like mm-hmm. what what it is that they really want to focus and and learn and in a way without visiting it still experience it for its subtleties because mm-hmm. of the depths to which you guys have planned and asked them to engage right. in those yeah and i regardless personalized learning or whatever but i'm hearing it in this too intentionality on the teacher's part the really time effort to really think through things ahead of time makes for an awesome learning experience yeah. and, and i can tell that in all those things that you're doing yeah. that's certainly there so good job Thank you, you. And well your thanks and yeah everybody. so uh, i really appreciate you getting a chance to share this with us today yeah. uh, we'll put some of those awesome things in uh that we talked about in our resources so check that stuff out perfect um so thanks for sharing that as well and we'll have to check back in you know next year as you can continue to do See how the, yeah more amazing things for Sure. So thanks okay. for your time. Sounds good. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.